What's up, Generation XYZ? This is your girl, Ro, and you are here while I am keeping it real and righteous. Hey, long time no here, but I'm here now. So today we're going to just get into relationships. I'm going to just keep it real and keep it brief. Relationships have been the talk of the town on social media. So last week, or earlier this week, I can't re- Well, it's Monday, Roshanae. What are you talking about? Last week, it had to be last week, I'm scrolling down a tickety-tock, and I see one of the gentlemen that I follow. He's a relationship and a dating expert. He asked the question, what is your plan B if you're not married? And the stitches on that video were so, some of them were very hilarious, I got to be honest. But some of them were very emotional. People were crying, a lot of women, you know, like, I want to be a wife. My husband hasn't found me, where is he? And then being like, well, plan B is marriage for me. You know, these women out here. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So it was just like, it went from one extreme to the next. So I'm here to share and keep it real on my perspective of that. Plan A, I don't think marriage was always plan A or B for me. I think marriage was a general idea for me. I am one of those people that knows that my generation was like the independent generation, so to speak. Like, we grew up in that independent woman era where women were kicking butt and taking numbers and, you know, dodging and ditching guys and going to college, you know, I'm generation Y. Um, so we were the generation that was pruned to yes, like take care of the home and, you know, get married, fairy tale, playhouse, shake the baby, feed dinner, you know, I mean, cook dinner, feed your family. But we also come from that generation of like, go to school, go to college, get a good education, be in hundreds of thousand dollars of debt. Uh, but you have a great career. You can buy your own sports car. You can build your own house from the ground. You have investment accounts. You have a Roth IRA. You got a 401k plan. You got life insurance, et cetera, et cetera. You get where I'm going. That's the generation I come from. And a lot of times when you get caught in that, sometimes you're like, mm, do I want to be a wife or do I want to be independent? You can be both. I'm here to tell y'all. I'm here to keep it real with y'all because I'm both. My husband knows I'm very independent. Now, do I allow my independence to stifle my marriage and go over my husband's head because I'm just so misindependent? Absolutely not. Because the Bible speaks about what a wife should be and what she should be doing in the book of Proverbs and book of Timothy. And I just want to stop by to share that with y'all. It is okay to be independent and it's okay to be married. I think for me, I just always had a desire to be married. I just love the whole process and the whole, you know, I don't want to say process, but marriage is a process because it is work. But I love marriage to the core. I love what marriage produces. Marriage produces fruit. You know, marriage produces life. Marriage produces joy. Marriage produces some pain, even some sorrow. But marriage also produces the sun, even behind the clouds, you know? And so marriage is a relationship, but most importantly, it's a partnership. And that's why I say, ladies, you don't have to lose your independence and men when you get married. Because I feel like marriage is a partnership. Yes, it's an intimate relationship with God. Yes, it is between God and two people. 
but it's also a partnership. And when you're in partnership, you have to be a team. And to be a team, you do have to play your part independently at times while your other partner may be out on the bench or your other partner may not be in the game at the moment. But God will provide you with the independence to move forward and to play those plays so that you and your spouse can win the game collectively. And so when I was researching, I was in a book of Proverbs and I actually ran across this great article and the author highlighted just five key things in reference to wives and wives being homemakers and what wives should do and you know, the models that or the roles that we as wives or we as women who desire to be wives um, should seek after. And it was like the first one was gaining wisdom. The second one was building your home. The third one was watching over your home. The fourth one was managing your home. And then most importantly, keeping your home. And so it took me to the book of Proverbs 24 and verse three through four, where it says, Wisdom builds your home. Understanding establishes it. You know, I think I look back on <laughs> on my marriage, actually, because the house that we're in now, my husband was not too favorable of me coming to find this land. And the Bible also speaks about how husbands send their wives out to survey the land and purchase the land. And my husband could not get that in his head. He was like, well, you were supposed to involve me in this situation. And I'm like, I did involve you. I told you we were looking for a house. You were good. And then when the first house did not pan out and we came to the second house, you you appeared to be all good. Well, he told me this years later, y'all. But I knew that was innately what God had called me to do was to find that home. You know, all women despite if you're married or not, you're a homemaker. And so when it comes to building your home, Proverbs 14 and 1 says that a wise woman builds her house, but the foolish one will tear it down with her own hands. Once we build our house, we can't tear it down. And when I say tear it down, what I learned from this biblical perspective was a lot of times we get the house, but we forget how to make the house a home because we're tearing down the the significant other real weird. We're tearing down, you know, our relationship because we're not healed and we're not whole. But anyway, that's a whole nother episode for another day. And when it comes to watching over your home, Proverbs 31, 27 just kindly stated that a godly wife watches over the ways of our household and she does not eat bread of idleness. You know, as a woman, an independent woman, a woman of God, we watch what goes on in our household. Do we not, ladies? We know what happens from the front door to the back door, from the ceiling to the floor. We know the spirits that walk around in our house. We know when it's like good juju and we know when something is off in our household. We know what the people in our household are feeling like. We know what's going on with us and our families. We know. We watch, we fight, and we pray. And when it goes on to read about managing your home, it took me to 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 13 through 14. And Paul is basically talking about uh, how women should have homes to manage. And he basically, Paul is so, <laughs> man, Paul keeps it real. If y'all, he's, he's written so many books in the Bible, but the way he keeps it is just so real. But he basically, what I got from it was, he talked about how we shouldn't be lazy 
we shouldn't be gossiping and we should be doing what we need to do. And though in Timothy, he was, excuse me, he was addressing widows. He also, in my mind, was addressing all women. Because if you got time to gossip and you got time to be lazy, you really don't know what's going on in your house. You don't have time to build your house. You're tearing it down because you're not taking care of things that need to be taken care of in your house. You know, that's why we need to mind the business that pays us. Amen. Then we move on to the last one where it's like keeping your home in the book of Titus. And it just talks about a standard that all wives should have based upon God's principles and how wives need to be very discreet and how we need to be homemakers and good. And, but we also need to be obedient to our husbands so that we can honor God's word. And that's why I said earlier, though I'm an independent woman and though, you know, I know what my role is as a wife, I don't let my independence ever devalue my relationship to where I'm cutting down the obedience or I'm cutting off basically the obedience that I need to have to my husband in our relationship. Um, does me being independent mean that I'm going to go along with everything that he's going to say? Absolutely. It does not. Uh, but me being independent understands my role to play. If I'm on the bench and he's in the game, if he's in the game and I'm on the bench, I have to independently play my heart to make play my part to make sure that my household runs the way that God sees that it should run and the way God sees fit. So I'm going to close out. I'm going to keep it real. I kept it righteous. I kept it real with y'all. All this relation talk, relationship talk, it's great. The bottom line is, if you want to be in relationship with someone, and I'm talking to men and women, it's not always going to be easy to find people that are suitable for you, right? But when you do find that person, Try your very, very best to follow God's own heart and follow his wisdom. Heed his wisdom. Get in your word and try your best in your relationship. Don't tear your relationship down. Don't do things that you know you shouldn't. If you are not a whole person, if you have past traumas from relationships, if you're trying to break generational curses, hold off on the relationship. Go get some therapy. Get in your word. Pray. And wait until you love yourself so that when you get into that relationship, you can truly love the other person. Also, I'm going to close out with this. Just keep it real with people. Some people don't want to be married. And that's okay. Some people's plan B was marriage or plan C and D. It's okay. I believe that God didn't call everyone to get married. I believe that, you know, God had some people you know, that desire to get married. And he has others that didn't desire to be married. And the word says, God will give you the desires of your heart. So if it's not your desire to have plan A as a marriage, that's perfectly fine. Do not let generational, I don't want to say curses, (laughs) but do not let the norms of generational society mold what God has called you to do in relationships. If God has called you to be a nun or call you to be single and called you to do that abundantly and that's where you are in your life, go for it. If he's called you to be eager and want to find your wife and a husband to want to be sought out by her husband, go forth in the Lord. Because at the end of the day, your most important relationship is the one you build with Christ. That's the most important relationship. And if that one is not above all things, then none of the earthly relationships we have will last. 
And on that note, I love y'all. And I will chat with y'all soon here on Keeping It Really Righteous with Ro. Peace.